This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to be nation. Welcome back to PTBN's NBA team podcast. We are previewing your 2023-24 NBA season. It is, I think, our 10th one. I know it feels old, but we're still here. I'm one of your co-hosts, Andrish. I'm joined by Adam. Adam, can you believe we're like, it's almost been a decade of us bantering and getting lost in thought about this stuff. Um, yeah, it's been a while. We're old. This show is old. Um, <laughs> it doesn't feel old. <laughs> it doesn't feel old, but yet here we are. Mm-hmm. We're doing it yet again. Another season of previews. Another, uh, another round at this. And okay, now that we're, we're through with the, the bottom feeders, this is, this is the worst tier you could possibly bring, be in. So that's your feeling that you would rather be in the basement than be slightly above it where like you were a playoff team or had hopes and they got dashed and now you're kind of like middling or you were really bad. But now you got some improved players and but you still got a ways to go. Like you think this is sort of like a purgatory situation. The bad teams are the bad teams. We know that they're they're They've gutted house They're you know, regime. Changes. Mm-hmm. We we have new no everybody in everybody out. This is teams that are bad good. What mm-hmm. no? They're good bad. What no? This is like three of these is, were in the postseason. Three no matter teams. how good you are in this group, you're still in the lottery. Yeah, like you could, a best case scenario, you'll make the playoffs and be out in the first round. Best that's case best scenario. case scenario. The, the the more realistic one is you'll be in the top six because mm-hmm. this group is very this is the tightest group in, in terms of win loss. They're all literally one game apart. And as we mentioned with the last group, the rent is so high. These groups in any other sort of era could be playoff teams. But now you're looking at top 10 picks for rock teams that are over the over the luxury tax. Or just yeah. up against them. Now, I think we're giving away what we think about whether they can take it up a notch or down a notch. I guess I, I'm getting the sense that you feel like because it's uh, we're talking about six teams here, five from the east and one from the west that you feel like a lot of these teams can very easily go down a notch and are less likely to go up a notch. The thing, though, is that some of these teams, as we talk about them, we're going to realize I think there's only two that are really in a position where they can just like give it all up and tank it. The other ones are just not in that position. So, so you, you, you want to name this group. I I just want to fly now or something. Well, it's a joke from the other guy's movie where he, where Mark Wahlberg. You gotta let me fly. I'm I'm a peacock. peacock. You gotta let me fly. Like there's a little bit of hope there, but nobody believes in them. That's how I feel about them. This has happened with other teams. Like Cleveland felt like this a couple of years ago where it was like, man, they're all, all seems hopeless. And then they made a couple good draft picks and things seem to be on the up and up and then they made they swung the deal for Mitchell. I'm not saying that's going to be the case for all of these teams, but I don't think it's completely doom and gloom is all I'm going to say. I disagree because okay. on on one end you have teams that are on the up and up and you have teams that are on the down and down and odds are this entire group the rosters are going to be all turned over by the, at the end of the season. Like I don't think anybody who's starting is going to end, but this is just sort of 
when when you would just have a ton of credit card debt and all you're doing is just paying off the interest like there are some really competitive teams who were going to be in the top 10 top 10 used to be always all they're all bad now it's just oh no you guys are good but you're still terrible and That's once you the get worst to april to and once you get to april when the regular season's winding down or coming to a close good luck convincing these owners hey you can you if you pay tax for this team, luxury tax for this team, we can go far. Good luck with that. That's the biggest that's the biggest hurdle to me. Let's just hit the first one uh, that I have here, and it's the Indiana Pacers. So okay, they're the top of the list. So this is the problem we have is they look to be a playoff contender. They, they had the- signs of life in the regular season this past season. You know, yeah, I'm, and then they they fell apart as they usually did. Well, Burton went out a little bit, and um, they they were trying to swing a deal to get rid of Buddy Heald, and it never happened. They wound up winning thirty five games. They were twelve games under five hundred. Yeah, because the last month of the season, they just sort of they tanked it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. they tanked it. But now in the East, you're you're not even in the play in game. They're or no. they're right around the end of the play. So that's. You you're retooling your roster. You're redoing everything. You're you know your coach is trying to save his job. You're trying to save your job as a player because you know a top five pick will come in and he'll he, they don't need you anymore as we've seen with the the bottom feeders like basically the Rockets and the the Thunder. Oh hey we we're investing a, a lottery pick in you. Okay see ya. You're still on your rookie contract. You're you're garbage now. Yeah. So okay yes the Pacers. Um so they had three. I would say major moves to their roster sheet. Two, two were not surprising. One was a surprise. The two that weren't surprising was that Miles Turner got basically like a prorated contract where he got a lot more on his 2023 salary, but he gets less on the back end. So he's actually a fairly tradable contract on two more years at just around 20 million for the next two seasons. Halliburton gets rookie max. That did not surprise anyone. If he had had enough eligible games, because like we said, he didn't play enough of them. He probably would have led the league in assists. He's a very good player. And the one that was a surprise is that they kind of broke the piggy bank on their cap space to get Bruce Brown from the Nuggets. So that's sort of the curious thing. Yes, that you know, they 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 broke the pity bank to get him, but that's the poor team. That's the bad team tax. Two for 45 pay. million. And there's a team option. So essentially it's sort of one. Mm-hmm. But you're paying a lot, and that's well, you know, okay, yeah, I have to get 22 million if you want me to come to your team. Because yep. you know, I'm I'm much better than that. Okay, yeah, we'll pay that we'll pay the tax and we'll do it. So like you said, they, they got him and then they got Obi Toppin for nothing. And then they dumped, but then they also dumped their own rookie project back in the day, Chris Duarte, who had started at points. Uh, but I guess Rick Carlisle, the coach now, just wasn't a believer. So they bring in Toppin. And then they had three first rounders and um or and they they kept two of them, I believe. It was Jeracy Walker and Ben Shepard. Chris Duarte, he was, you know, I believe the 13th pick. Um, mm-hmm. You said he started, then he fell out of the rotation because you got Benedict Mathurin come in. Well, hey, this kid's good. Well, we draft Ben Shepard. Well, we don't need you anymore. So yeah, he, all the Matherin was good as a rookie. I mean, if there, I'm not, I don't have rookie first team in front of me, but I bet he was on it. Uh, but he played six man a lot. I like the Obi Toppin pick. That's the, you see that like he could be explosive and fit in well with this. He could run well with Halliburton mm-hmm. and every, you know, Bruce Brown, his team's always overachieve and he's a big motivating force he's a in great doing blue it. Guy. Yes. But the problem is you look at this roster and you just you don't see a rotation. Yeah. Uh, what did you like the most in general? I know we kind of talked about it. I, a I lot said of Obi Toppin. 
Obi Toppin. For me, it was just getting Miles Turner, turning him into a tradable contract in case you want to try to get an, a prospect. Um, the only problem I had is that you just you weren't able to get rid of Buddy Hield over the last six months so that you could slip Ben Matherin into the um, starting ro- into the starting lineup. That was my that was the one thing I didn't like. I I'm not saying Buddy Hield's a bad player. He's a very good three point shooter. He averaged almost 17 points a game. He's valuable wherever he goes in a trade. They just couldn't get a deal done. Was what didn't make sense to me. Uh, the over under is 37 and a half. That's about two and a half games more than what they actually got last season. Uh, I would go under. I I want to say over, but I can't see it. It looks like if those are the missing pieces, you have a very exciting team. Plus, if, if Halliburton plays over 60 games, they will go to 40 wins. He's a very good player. Plus, the X factor is Buddy Heald is not going to be on this team at the end of the year. I believe that. He's, too, an, ex- yeah. he's an expiring deal. So what are you going to get for him? It, you know, last year was we have a big hole at the four because there wasn't you didn't have anybody. It was James Johnson was in there. You had Aaron Nesmith playing sort of a small four. Nesmith is still and, there. They have a few. They have quite a few of those pieces there still. But he's fallen out of the lineup and. But now you have Toppin and Walker, you know, again, both fours and they'll both have to sort of plateau time again and mm-hmm. uh, fight each other for minutes because neither In the of them tanking times. They had a lot of guys that they're still on the team that they tried to build depth with, like Jalen Smith, Noora, you said Andrew Nemhart, TJ McConnell still there. So they actually have some continuity on their team for Carlisle to try to keep the minutes straight. But you're adding those rookies, you're adding Toppin, you're adding Bruce Brown, who's going to be a starter. Um, there's going to definitely be some changes when, by the time we see the Pacers in full bloom, are you ready to hit the nets, the Brooklyn nets? Yes. Okay. I'm just gonna, before we just go into it, I'm just going to blindly take the over. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to, that's my first statement is Mm -hmm. taking the over. The over on this one is, um, 37 and a half. Uh, okay. That's they won 45 games last year. I know. One half of it was Durant and Irving. I know that. Well, that's the thing is the team was so many different parts and different everything. I'll, I'll start. I'll just work everything backwards. What I didn't like is they let Seth Curry go for nothing. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he was helpful. He was kind of out of the lineup, though, because Bridges took Bridges and Johnson took so many shots. And then you let Joe Harris go to save some pennies. That was a dump. That was just a straight up dump. They dumped yeah, it was a straight up dump. Picks. Yep. Patty Mills goes on to... Well, he got moved a couple of times. He moved to, like, the Rockets, and then he moved, I think, to the Thunder. Um, a couple of places like that. The thing that I disliked, I'll get to the one I like, because I feel more positive about Brooklyn. I feel kind of positive about Brooklyn like you do. I'll get to my main dislike, but it's kind of an obvious one, but it's just something that is just going to hover over them until it's over, the contract's over, is that they're just not able to move Ben Simmons. Like, And the only reason I think it's a concern is because Nick Claxton – is going to be a is going to be very very expensive in about a year. You need to find a way to get that forty million of the last year of his deal in twenty twenty four off the books. Yeah, but he's allegedly not injured now. Allegedly, yeah. I mean, let's, now, let's, so. let's see what he can do. Right, but th- we've we've heard this story before. So let's just if the first few months passes by and it's the same Ben Simmons we've seen over the last season or two, then. The writing's on the wall. Now you're at a point where you're going to have to get rid of him or write him off or put him in a dumping ground. I'm I'm going with he will provide something to this team because they you know all they did get was was Darius Beasley who fell out of rotation in Oklahoma was dumped to Phoenix and couldn't stay there and they didn't even want to keep him for anything. Yeah, and you get Lonnie Walker who was sort of the depth. Malik Monk. I think he will give. 
bridge is a blow. Because if you notice, when he came in, I know he's young and I know he's ready to score, but he was using he his he was spending so many minutes on the court when um when they got to the playoffs and they got swept by the Sixers that you need another wing to at least like uh garner some minutes and give bridges a break and i guess that's what lonnie walker can do along with cam but, thomas but all you got is dennis smith jr as the backup point guard and there's really nobody else yeah that, they got so that's sort of a cause can, uh, that's sort of the that's why i'm hoping ben simmons works out because yeah, they, there's they really no plan b Dinwiddie. they got dorian finney smith um so they, they got some they got some people there. The one I liked the most, and it was a it was a pretty easy move, but it just kind of seals their future is that they re-signed Cam Johnson because I think Johnson and Bridges together is a really nice combination for the future. See, I put that they got they kept them as well, and it was cheaper than they expected. Yeah, four for one hundred eight million. Yeah, because they About thought the same you know, as Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, the word was, oh well, Detroit's going to come open the piggy bank for him, and they're going to make Brooklyn pay and sign him. And it's just like, no, they got kind it never of a got good, there. Yeah, it never got to that point. They got a good deal, and if I'm not mistaken, it's sort of it's is it descending in in every so year. So it's weird. So it descends for the first three years, then it jumps to 23 million and 26. So it's like descends for three years, then back up the the last. Yeah, so they have a couple years of just nice. They had two uh, draft picks and they kept them and they're going to have a bevy of picks from the Suns deal when they gave, when they traded away Durant. Um, but they got Noah Clowney and Derek Whitehead, a wing and a big. So Dayron Sharp is there. They kind of liked him. We'll see if Jacques Vaughn likes him as much as we think. Um, and I can't and, imagine Royce O'Neal staying. No, he'll be he'll be expendable. Claxton, I think, is enormous. Like, you got to get him on a contract. I wouldn't be shocked if they did, got it done before the before the regular season starts. To be honest with you. With that, like I said, the, the breakout player, I would, again, put Ben Simmons because I think he wants to be back. And also with, with just, well, Ben's contract and this. Look at look at the other, look at the alternative. They could have been stuck with Harden and see how well that's going for Philly right now. So <sighs> you can have Ben Simmons, <laughs> yeah. who might just be a shell of himself, or you have a guy who is leading an investigation against your franchise. Yeah, it's a, it, they've got a future. Like now, last year. Uh, well, eh, you could have said they had a future when Kyrie was expiring and they had leverage there. But before that, when it was Harden and Durant and Irving, they had no future. It was when no, it was the else. window was closing fast. And and then they and they, uh, they busted it open for themselves. So that good for them. Um, speaking of closing windows. Oh, that window closed. <laughs> You're talking about the Chicago Bulls. Oh, they. Um, Listen, I, I, don't... I think the Bulls have potential i keep i know we sound i know i sound like a broken record on this show they were this close to knocking out the miami heat in the plan like they're a good team when they're healthy and when they have all the pieces the problem is the expiration date on DeRozan is short they you know they got vucevic on basically the same deal that they got him on previously which i thought was their best move um but they they're like right below the tax apron. They haven't improved. Their drafting has been bad. And it just doesn't feel like there's any momentum in Chicago. There, there's so many like like you said, DeMar DeRozan, he's an expiring deal. There's no way they're going to resign him because they'll probably want another three years, hundred million or something. Mm-hmm. They're not going to give it to him. This franchise doesn't appear. They went all in with their moves with getting Levine, Levine, DeRozan, Back and yeah. Lonzo Ball. 
Mm-hmm. Lonzo's not even playing this year, so scratch no, he got, that. So he got a medical waiver for Chicago, so he is done for the season. But they're not going to use the the emergency money because that'll put him over the tax. They, they're right at the line. If, if that's I, true, that you are correct about that. So when you get a medical waiver, there's a certain percentage of that salary from the player who's disabled that you can use, but it goes against the cap. So you would have to finagle that. Maybe you'd so, have to yeah, double the player. You liked, and I, I liked it too, the signing of Jeff Carter. Nice, cheap backup, great player, great, you know, high IQ player. Um, they also got Tory who I think will start over Patrick Williams. Yeah, Torrey Craig is kind of like a poor man's Bruce Brown. He's just one of those guys who comes in and fills in a lot. My concern is, can Alex Caruso be a starting point guard instead of a backup? That's my concern. You know, no. Maybe you maybe have... that's why they re-signed Kobe Brown. Maybe they want, or Co- I, I apologize, Kobe White. Maybe that's why they did that, because they think Kobe White could start. Kobe White has to start because... Everybody was ripping Ayo Desumu, and well, he fell apart last year, and it was he's he's all they got washed him up. And small money, they they played they played that waiting game with him as a restricted free agent. And they, they didn't court it, They didn't seem to get get small money. They gave him three for twenty one mm-hmm. when nobody was bidding against him. Yeah, like there was no market for him because you know he he did not have a good year. So you have an expensive Levine. Levine, you got DeRozan, yes. who's expensive, who will probably be gone i would met like and you're gonna lose his to daughter make. who is amazing at preventing people from making free throws like you they couldn't lose that. vucevic you had yeah. to re-sign him because of what you traded away to get him i agree with that and they got i thought the deal they got him on the fact that it was just basically congruent with whatever they had him on before was good the problem is all right you got this deal where you didn't have to spend extra to keep vucevic does that mean you have wiggle room to add people no no because but that was the market he got yeah. three for 60. Pirtle got four for 80. Um, mm-hmm. Just that's the center market's like 20 million. So it was a fair market. So it's just you have a, all these. You have Patrick Williams, who's up for an extension. He's this making is, this close is to the year million. for Patrick Williams. It's almost like Isaac Okoro in um, what's its face in Cleveland. Like you have to prove it this year. I don't think he's done really much to prove anything to warrant a big money deal. You got Andre Drummond back. Um, Dale and Terry's a work in progress. You know, their youth movement has just not come along yet. Long story short. Um, but at the end of the day, they're. Um, over-unders, 37 and a half, about the same as the other ones we just discussed. They had 40 wins. I felt like they scratched out those 40 wins by playing better in the last month or two um, with DeRozan and Vucevic and Levine. But I think when you have all three of those guys healthy, if if DeRozan doesn't fall off the, off the grid, then I think that you actually could go over here, like go with 40 to 41 wins. I will take the under on them. You'll take the under. I'll go over on that one. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it doesn't see, feel hopeless. It feels like the hope is very, very, very faint in, in Chicago. Mm. The Orlando is a little bigger than that. Um, I actually kind of like what the magic look like. I don't think their off season was necessarily like scintillating, even though they had a lot of cap space, they only used it to like sign Joe Ingles and re-sign Mo Wagner to keep Franz happy. But you've got Paolo Bencaro, you got Franz, you draft Anthony Black, um, you got a you got a future here, and they did show improvement from the from a win perspective. They they were, I believe, played close to five hundred ball at the last last thirty. Yeah, they had so a very games. good month. They had a very good month of March, and they um they went thirty four and forty seven at the end. 
which is much better than previously where they were number one in the draft. They picked Paulo. What I didn't like with them was why'd you get rid of Bol Bol for nothing? They, they, I don't much of a reason. You, you got rid of him, but you keep Goga Bear. Yeah, and Goga Badadi. Yeah. <laughs> what? There was no need to dump him. You have, you know, the Jonathan Isaac sort of, well, what do we do with his contract? We don't. Yeah, that's really complicated. Like they were, they decided, I had a feeling that they were going to dump Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac because they both had very low guarantees. They wound up keeping Fultz probably because they had the cap room. Whereas with Isaac, they can actually like um, wait it out until I want to say like January or February and they can. They can let him go if they feel if they feel like they want to. Um, and then they have a team option the year after. So I think that kind of seals the fate for both of them. I, I think that long story short, I think that Isaac and Foltz, who were big parts of that 2019 re- rebuild that they did, they're not going to be part of the picture after the season is over. Paulo Franz Wagner show. And, and that's why I wanted to name the episode. This isn't even my final form because none of these rosters appear to be what they will yeah, be. At Wendell the Carter Jr. is it fits well. He's going to be good. Cole Anthony is complicated because he played six man a lot, probably because <laughs> J- Jamal Mosley didn't believe in him, you know, as a starter. Well, that's the problem is the front court is all set. You have you have Wagner, Bancaro and Carter. Those mm-hmm. are your but the backcourt. Like, what are you doing? What yep. are you doing with the backcourt? You could, you know, rag on them saying, why did you take Jet Howard with the 11th pick? That doesn't make any sense. He was ranked much lower. Okay, they He's liked not going to get a lot of playing time, right? The, the team liked him. Whatever. If he if he pans out, that's awesome. But you got Jalen Suggs and you got Gary Harris in front of him. We don't we know Gary Harris is gone at the end. You know, he'll yeah, be but Suggs, Suggs, they they they're they're high on. They've been high on him. They've been high on him and he's been not that great. Terrible three point shooter. But 11, so, 12 points, three rebounds, four assists. Yeah, so why uh, why are you bringing in another guard? Who's your starting point guard? You had Markel Fultz, who you paid a lot. You, you know, gave him the extension. You have Cole Anthony, like you said. And then, well, let's just draft Anthony Black. And everyone's like, why are we drafting Alfred Payton I don't Alfred think Anthony Payton Black again? is an NBA point guard. I see him more as a defender, like a two. You know, a Patrick. But so, like, their, de- their backcourt just has so many question marks. Like, what are you doing? They'll, they'll straighten it out and everything. And that's my I, biggest dislike, that their offense is a mess. And if statistically it was last year because of these point guard issues, and I don't think that's going to change. Uh, defensively, they improved. The over-under on them is 36 and a half, so Vegas likes them to get better upon off of the season they just had. I will actually just go ahead and go under, and I'll just say 30. I'll just say they have the same record. I'll just say they have 34 to 35 wins. I think it's about where it should be. Mm-hmm. I will. I'll take the 36. It's a good number. <laughs> it's a good number. When I was thinking about, it, I was like, yeah, because they're they're, they're still a year away. You you another year just getting rookies as opposed to trading those for some talent and some veteran presence, yep. which is why you know I'm not against a Joe Ingles signing because he will provide that veteran leadership that the team. Yeah, it's doesn't. eleven million is not that bad. The only thing about Joe Ingles is that he's thirty eight. He has a bad knee. He didn't do much at Milwaukee. I just don't. But know just to, as a coach. He's there to coach the young guys. He's just a player coach. It's, who a, can, it's a redo his, of what they did with Robin Lopez, where they just signed him just to sign him. You know, they signed us some decent money. That way they could uh, include it in deals because nobody, the way the salaries are now, you just sign anybody for veterans minimum and, and ship them out for, for anything. You have to make things nice and even. So who do you see as your breakout player? You see, I wanted to say Wagner, but I feel like Wagner's kind of already broken out if you believe the same thing. Yeah, I think he's well. I I, I went with Jalen Suggs because mm-hmm. if he doesn't start 
My other early. would be Anthony because he's coming up on restricted free agency and he's going to the same really thing. Like play. these guys will be these guys will be jettisoned real quick. Their their minutes are in jeopardy, so they have to really step it up. I think you talked about Orlando being a year or years away. This this next team feels like it was a year or years removed from you know from being in a good place, and that was um the Toronto Raptors. They still have a lot of their core. Nick Nurse was coaching them for a few years, and they he played his starters a lot. They you know went to the playoffs in 22. They missed in the play-in in 23, and they fired Nurse. They hire a new coach, but they also uh, lose Fred VanVleet in free agency when um, Houston maxed him out. I think that they do have some pieces here that can work for them. I still can see them as a postseason squad without VanVleet, um, but I don't – I see – the the future feels murky for them. Well, the question is why haven't they blown it up? It doesn't make much sense. You know, My biggest Fleet, question is why didn't why did you not extend Max out Siakam to an extension? It's he's an extent he is an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty four next year. Time is now. But they don't know what they're doing with it. Obviously, when they traded for Pirtle, they played better because their positionless basketball didn't work. Yeah, it works for steals and switching defenses, but it doesn't work for offense and offensive rebounding. Yeah. Because we mentioned two years ago how they overachieved. And last year it came crashing down. And it's just, well, what do you do with this roster? You have to... Anubi is not happy once in a roll. You have yeah, Anubi's got a player option coming up, so he can opt out as well as being as Siaka being unrestricted. So it is possible the Masai Ujiri might have to blow it up, either at the trade deadline or in the summer. But the summer might be too late because you fired your coach. Well, he was the problem. Well, the players can't be the problem. So it comes to the point where, well, what's the GM doing? Yeah, they the bring GM in a new should. coach I've never even heard of. He's a longtime assistant named Darko Rajakovich. I'm I'm not sure what he is, but um, you oh, know, he's we European. Said, <laughs> we've seen a lot of coaches who are like who, like Nick Nurse. We're like, who the hell is that? And then they won an NBA title, but they also had Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam. You know, they they were okay. Um, Van Vliet's gone, but they had to they had to use their full mid level exception to you to get a good point guard there, and they got Dennis Schroeder. Not bad. I thought that I think Schroeder's going to do fine as a as a I guess you could say starting point guard. Yeah, he'll be the star by default. Malachi Flynn, whose numbers went down all last year. Um, I mean, from year one to year yeah, three. And, Gr- and Grady Dick ain't ready. Yeah, he he's just a shooting right now. It's all he could do shooting really nothing else. So he's sort the of only, a project. The only thing you can do is go positionless again and just have Scotty Barnes be the point forward. Since you're going to max him out of this with a rookie extension next summer. And that's sort of why I, I said Flynn has to be the guy who has to be the, the player to break out because there is no backup point guard on this team. Relief for the starters, too. I mean, that was what helped out when Pirtle got there is that, you know, they, they didn't have to run their starters to the ground anymore. And if Schroeder doesn't do too well and there's no backup, this team is just dead in the water immediately. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Like there, I mean, it's similar to Orlando, where if your if your guard play cannot make it happen now that Van Vliet's out of the picture, you know you're in trouble. Gary Trent Jr. can do point guard play. He's a great steals guy. He's a great three point shooter. He's just more effective off the ball. You know, you need a creator with him in order for Trent to Trent Jr. to really be unlocked. So you just gotta hope that Schroeder really fits well with the starting lineup. Um, I think Siakam is an all star still. He's at that level. Barnes. I know some people criticize Barnes and that he can't shoot and that he hasn't expanded his game upon like the rookie of the year season that he had, but I think he's got a really good future. So 
I think there's hope there for Toronto, but it's fleeting. And if there are signs of disarray, Masai Ujiri, the GM, is going to blow it up. That's the fear. You know, it's very tender. Like the situation in Toronto is tender, is all I'm going to say. So you're taking the over the under of 36 and a half. It's 36 and a half. So they wound up 36 or 37. It's 36 and a half last that I had written down. They had they were 41 and 41 last year. So that's a pretty big dip. Um, I guess they think not having Van Vliet is like minus five games. I'll go over that. Like, I think that I could easily get the 38 to 40 wins with Siakam and Barnes and Trent. I want to to take the over with him and just figure it was a one-year blip, but this roster, I don't see. They they need to make a move, and it's hard to pick these knowing. Like, again, this isn't their final form. Mm -hmm. Um, None of these are. Yeah, so that's why it's hard to be like, well, they're going to make a move. Is the move going to be to blow it up or is the move to be to contend? I, I don't know. See, and, you know, it was the whole time last year in the offseason. What are they going to do? They got to do a move. They got to do a move. Well, they did absolutely nothing. Well, that seems strange. Why do they keep doing nothing? Yeah, they need shooting, doing... though. So you hope Deku was seen as the best shooter. He'll help them out along with Schroeder. Schroeder has moments where he can be a really good outside shooter. So, um. I feel, you know, I feel like they might just be more of a standard team instead of trying to do all that switching. That well, here's the thing. They can't be a standard team because they owe a top six protected to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So now so you'll be in that Dallas Mavericks mode group. where you want to get, you might want to take at the end. So they're either going to be really bad in the top six or they're going to be, all right, we're at 13, 14, 15, you know, we made the playoffs. We we can forego that. We have a plan. But they don't seem to have a plan right now. Do you think there's any coincidence to the fact that most of these teams that we talked about for this group? Because the last one we're going to talk about here, just to spoil it, is, the, is, a, is a West team, the only one in the West, which is Utah. Do you think it's weird that it's mostly East teams that we're talking about that are in this weird predicament? No. Okay. Because th- there's a lot of bad. The West is very top-heavy. And then after you have the top-heaviness, you have the really really bad in in the houston's and the san antonio and you have semi-playoff teams in the west who have really really good top players that we'll get to over time but the thing for the jazz so last year everybody was down on them i'm pretty sure vegas was down on them saying oh man they dump mitchell they dump gobert they're good they're tanking under danny ainge they're gonna lose they're gonna probably lose 60 games they might be all-time bad they wound up actually getting on to a really good start in their regular season to the point where Lori Markin was an all-star and they were actually threatening for the playoffs. And then at the trade deadline, Ainge tanked. Yeah. And then now you get John Collins for nothing, mm-hmm. which that, is a to be honest steal. with you. I dislike that because I don't think Collins is a good fit there. He has no future there. So I you actually, somehow re-signed Jordan Clarkson, like almost on a discount. They renegotiate him. He's three for fifty-five million, which sounds like a lot, but for Jordan Clarkson, who had a good year last year, that's actually not bad. Yeah, it, it's very strange. And then you, you know, you hear the rumblings that they might not be with Colin Sexton anymore. Yeah, he, but um, th- this so team he was, he's has... only he's on he's on less than twenty million a year for the next three years, but he just didn't crack the lineup the way that people thought he would. Oh, it's supposed to be he's gonna shine now. He's gonna yeah, as it didn't you said, happen. it's his. He's the peacock. <laughs> and it, it just didn't work, but there's just two tails of two teams. You trade for Collins, then you draft Hendricks. Yeah, Taylor uh, Hendricks. How, where are they going to – I don't get what, – what, 
you know, what, which which plan are they going with? You re-sign Jordan Clarkson, then you draft Keontae George. A ball um, hog. I don't know if you saw him at all in summer league. This dude loves the ball. The moment he gets it, he's ready to go. Yeah, but where where you got Jordan Clarkson getting a lot of minutes? You got Colin Sexton getting a lot of minutes. You got you got Walker Kessler. He's great, straight great to five. Future. Great future. Yeah, he's gonna be. You got, he's almost a Mark Eaton type. He's just gonna block shots and rebound. You got John Collins, who can only play the four. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna. You know, they can't really go. You have an audition for you have an audition year for Taylor Horton Tucker because he's at eleven million. But there's no way he's gonna stay after that. He's gonna get more than that. Yeah, you got Laurie Markkinen. He's gonna be he's gonna be your three. So, where where's Keontae George gonna play? Where's Taylor Hendricks gonna play? Like, they, they there's moves that have to be with this team because the starting lineup seems like we want to sort of make a playoff pit push, but mm-hmm. everything else says we don't. So I don't, I can't even tell who'll be the breakout player. I have nothing on this team. I think the player who's probably gonna have um, a lot of opportunities is. Um, is Talon Horton Tucker because they're just going to play him at the three a lot. You know, I don't think Collins is going to play a lot at all, to be quite honest with you. You know, if he does play a lot, it'll just because they have to go big because Markinen and Kelly Olenek, who's still on the team, they, they, they're resting him because they went small a lot last year with three point shooting with Olenek and Markinen and, uh, and even Mike Conley, you know, uh, was like passing the ball a lot when he was still with Utah before they moved him. So, I don't know what kind of team Will Hardy has here. He did show to talk about Will Hardy, the head coach, that he can actually run pretty good lineups. Uh, if you give him lemons, he'll, he's going to make lemonade out of it. I just don't know about this version. I don't think he has an, as many decent mixture of weapons as he did last year. Like, I don't see Utah getting off to a surprising start is what I'm trying to say. Well, not not. That's why they're the only team in the West, because there's so many West teams in the next higher group so so who's the group that you, who's the team that you think can slide out of this group well the over under on utah's 35 and a half i'm going under that i'm going under that i think they're going to be like a tanktastic team this time like i don't, I don't see think that. they're tanktastic i just think they're there's too many heavy hitters up top with closing windows to right um when it comes to this group among the six that we talked about i think brooklyn could definitely be decent like a 40 to four, like a winning team. I think, I think, I think I know which one you're going to say, but I'll just stick with Brooklyn. You know, Chicago definitely their peak is pretty good when they have Levine and Vucevic and DeRozan and, and, you know, those other assortment of players. So those are the two teams I like the most. Um, the other ones I'm, I'm not so sure about. I, I, I too will go with Brooklyn. So oh, I thought you'd go with the Pacers. The Pacers will be the most exciting team. They're going to be fun. Like, like Sacramento was League last pass. year. Yeah, they'll be league pass fun. You know, Sacramento that was kind of like was the Jazz. The Jazz were league pass fun. They yeah. would just shoot a lot and switch a lot. So that that brings this group the the just the worst possible group to be in because you're you're spending a lot of money to be in the lottery, which yeah, currently and, these and, they're, teams and they're also forgotten. They're the type of group where it's like, oh yeah, they had a season. You know, <laughs> like yeah. you know, you, you almost immediately like. Outside of the really good players, you don't even remember who was on these teams, to be quite honest with you. So, all right. So, for Andrew Reich, I'm Adam Murray. Have a good one. Take care, y'all.
there's the squeaky chair. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> <laughs>